TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 395, and I'm Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Greg, TV enthusiast from St. Louis. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. And this is Tom, I'm executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. All right, thanks guys for showing up this week. Uh, there's so much television to talk about, we're going to be back on the timer, but first let's talk about the news uh, I'm Dying Up Here has been canceled after season two on Showtime. Mercy ne- kill. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, Net- it was horrible. It was terrible. I couldn't even believe that it got a second season. I never bothered to watch it, so I cannot comment. Oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> All right. Uh, Netflix picks up a lot of TV shows. They, uh, they picked up a lost-like drama called oh, Lord. The I <laughs> Land. Like they put the eye and land. Oh my god! Oh, that's words. so clever. That's oh, so clever. that's so. And I'm terrified. Of Why that. are we still <laughs> trying to rip off Lost? I don't. Well, because it was a hit. So you know, go. It ain't broke. Um. Oh, but it was. <laughs> they picked up Octo- the show called October Faction, which I forgot what it was based on, and a show called Warrior Nun, which on the title alone, I'm totally at least watching the pilot. I was like, <laughs> Warrior Nun? That sounds fantastic. Um, they also are go- trying to get into the movie of the week genre. So they're basing, they're picking up two series that are based on romance novels. One of them uh, will be called, uh, based off the series Virgin River. Which sounds terrible. <laughs> uh, another one called Stealing Home, which is from an author I actually know, but I forgot who the author was now. So, but I mean, if I guess it's like, if you like romance novels, you will like this series, is kind of where they're going. Um, Andrew Lincoln, even though it's been announced that he is leaving The Walking Dead, is set to return in season 10 as, drumroll... A director. So he will be behind the scenes and not in front. But basically he said that uh, he was home, wandering around the house, uh, looking pitiful. And his wife basically kicked him in the head and said, go, just go, just go. So (laughs) he asked if he could be a director. So then he's going to come down and shadow some directors so that he doesn't fall on his face. Okay, Tom, your news. (laughs) Yes. First off, CBS All Access has picked up Why Women Kill from Mark Cherry, creator of Desperate Housewives. Uh, the premise, it follows uh, the lives of three women in three different decades, a housewife in the 60s, a socialite in the 80s, and a lawyer in the teens, each dealing with infidelity in their marriages. And it'll examine how women's roles have changed, but their reactions to betrayal have not. Bum, bum, bum. Oh. <laughs> um, CBS overall has renewed Robert Michelle King's deal. They were the creators of The Good Wife, and they're currently running The Good Fight on CBS All Access, which, if you haven't seen, is really good. I mean, yeah, just surprisingly. Christine Baranski leads an ensemble cast, but I highly recommend it. Uh, the as-yet-unnamed Disney streaming service has picked up a gender-flipped remake of the movie High Fidelity, but as a series, with Zoe Kravitz as the lead in the John Cusack role. 
Fox has picked up the animated sitcom Bless the Hearts with Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph as Southern women who are perpetually broke. Ha ha ha. Hilarity ensues. Hulu has picked up an animated comedy called Crossing Swords with Nicholas Holt. He plays a peasant who gets who is elevated to the uh, position of squire in the castle, and then turns out the castle is crept with lots of horny rulers, yada yada blah blah. Yeah. Plus, his his relatives that he can't stand uh, re- return to his life to make his life a living hell. And then finally, uh, Showtime has announced that Joshua Jackson is not returning to the affair, which is interesting because Ruth Wilson, who was half of the adulterous couple, is also not returning to the affair. Well, I guess that means that because without her, there's no point for him, maybe. Yeah, but why not just cancel the show? (laughs) If you're missing the woman having the affair and her husband, I mean, is... Are we just going to watch Witch of a Jigger Smolder? Or? I, don't I, I don't know. I, I, I fell off of that show. I love Ruth Wilson. I do too. I, I'm glad. I want her to be on something more interesting. That oh, fit her you, talent. Haven't you heard what she's doing? No. What? She's doing a British miniseries about like her grandmother, who was prominent in... I forget. Uh, her grandmother was part of like this important... Uh, uh, either a court case or either that or she was... Basically, her grandmother was a prominence in British society, and this is a passion project, and she asked to be let out of her contract. Oh. So. Well, okay. Uh, I guess I'll watch that. We have not <laughs> seen the last of Ruth Wilson. Oh, I, I assume not. She's great. So I did, I did not believe so. All right. So that's all your news? Yep. All right. So let's move on to the shows. We have a lot because of the fall. This is the new first week of the fall uh, Premier lineups. Premier week. Premier week, yes, yes. The Ooh. ratings, however, for Premier Week were not great. You know what did well? What's that? The um, oh, the Tim Allen thing that's that that god awful sitcom they rescued Fox rescued from ABC. Really? Which one? Series was that? series highs. Which one? Oh which goodness. one was that? Name, what name oh, is the series? Oh, the one with him with having all, the bunch of daughters and Nancy Travis is his wife. I have no idea what you're talking about. Last Man Standing. Oh. Oh, Actually, man. the big one was uh, Manifest. Manifest had huge ratings. But will they sustain them? <laughs> well, I don't know. With their ratings, they were high because most people are, like, people are like, oh, because it has a good lead-in. But its ratings were higher than the lead-in. So, yes. But it's will a curiosity sus- factor. That's, you know, Once it actually starts just sort of meandering on in wait, its wait, little wait, soap wait, opera hey, way. Hey, let's, you know. let's, let's wait till we get to the actual show before there, we start finding right. it. Okay. Uh, uh, let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Fear the Walking Dead, and we are on the timer. Keep that in mind. All right, yes. go. What'd you think? <laughs> um, yeah, I like the fact that uh, we were out of like the wilderness and we were in a city because I thought that was more interesting. That's actually what made me tune back in because I kind of tuned out for the last few weeks. Um, but uh, I guess the only thing though that I kind of um, didn't really understand with regards to the plot was. You know, they had this whole thing where um, uh, it was all about them, you know, getting out of the hospital that they were in. And so it was like Morgan was supposed to make this like huge sacrifice to get everyone out of the hospital right. away away from the walkers. And then it turns out that after they came back to rescue them, they ended up surrounded by walkers again. So it was just like there was there, it just seemed like the plot just went in a big circle. Well, and, I think also the point was that he was the whole point of the episode was he was starting to think of himself as expendable. He didn't want to be responsible for anybody. He was trying to get the easy way out and allow himself to be killed to save others. And he was like, okay, then I've redeemed myself. But everybody was like, no, 
we're dependent on you for survival, so that's why we came back for you. And to show that he how important he is to the group. That was the point. And I got the point, which is fine. What I cannot forgive, however, is the crazy lady that's been killing everyone. They capture her, and instead of just killing her, they're just going to leave her tied up in the van alone, because that sounds like a brilliant idea. And then That like, always works out so well, And they were it? like, oh my god, she managed to escape somehow. Like, really, like, guys? Come on. Like a James Bond movie with an unusually slow dipping mechanism. Into, <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, but I mean, just, I'm, just I'm just saying, this is the end of the world apocalypse. You don't, why are you just tying up someone who has just killed a bunch of people that you, and she's adamantly trying to kill you? Yeah, I mean, this everything about the way they've been turning her character has been driving me crazy. It's not as if we, we are living in a structured, normal society and they could say, well, we'll just tie her up and we'll hand her over to the police and everything will be fine. Well, no, they live in a completely collapsed world where they are the you're, they are judge, jury, and executioner. And they've never had a trouble doing that when it comes to, you know, some, some minor character who just happens to be, you know, homicidally in their way. But they've, you know, because she's now their, their featured big bad suddenly it's like oh stop shooting at us we can help you you know no don't help her just kill her just stop she's well, she's shown innumerable times right. that she has no interest in in you know being redeemed and being your right. buddy and and they keep thinking well we can help her and make her sane i'm like uh carol ended up killing a nine-year-old because she was crazy because there mm-hmm. was nothing to do with her you couldn't put her anywhere and the same thing goes for this grown woman who's completely lost her mind. And the best thing to do is put her down. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. trying to redeem her. And I, I can even get if I can almost get it. If it was, um, Morgan who was like, okay, well maybe I'll put you in a cell or whatever. He didn't have a cell. Like, cause that was what was done for him when he was nuts is someone took the time to make him better, but they had a jail cell to do it. Mm -hmm. They don't, have any kind of situation like that so it's it's yeah Yeah, everything they did yeah she's just a threat and everything that's allowing her to continue to be a threat is their own fault and so i don't have that much sympathy for them at the moment but i do like the plot with morgan and the team and i like that everybody is now back together and they're all working as a team i do like that that's the part of the episode that i think is great but Letting her escape and capturing her in the first place instead of just killing her was silly. And I could actually understand not killing her in front of the little girl. Like, maybe. But still, you don't take her back with you. You don't do that. What? The little girl just, like, blew away the brother. Like, I yeah. know, but she's healing and she's getting better. Let her be get, get better. <laughs> so, all right. Time's up for fear. So, I overall, thumbs up-ish. But you lose points dealing with the filthy lady Martha. Lose points with her. <laughs> but I am glad the the beer guy's dead. So okay. oh wow, I'm not glad he's dead, but he was annoying. All right, uh, <laughs> next up, let's talk about Better Call Saul. And uh, this week, what the heck happened with Saul this week? The montage had another oh, montage, the, which was the, good. The, the scam to get the um to get um oh why can't the big the big dude uh, yeah. off. Yeah. Oh, right. When they were trying to work with the judge and they sent all those letters. Because what was great, the montage at the beginning is Saul, oh, not Saul, Jimmy, still. And he's on the bus and he's got all these people writing these letters. And I was like, what is going on? Like, And then he mails them all from one post office. And at first I was trying to think, 
I was like, I started to think I knew what he was doing. And I was like, you wouldn't want to mail them all from one post office. You want to mail them from several. But then once you find out, you know, what the actual plot is, you're like, oh, yeah, he did want to mail them from one. Okay, I get it. But I like that they had the montage at the open where you didn't understand what was happening. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, And it was good. They basically out. And and then Jimmy felt all bad that he drug. uh, What's her name? Kim. 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 I was about to call her Kate. And I was like, that's not right. Uh, Drug her into this plot. And she was like super high off of it. She's like, let's do it again. What can we do again? Yeah, that's what freaks me out because it seems like, I I don't know. I mean, I thought she wanted to to walk the straight and narrow. She does. She's got that dark streak. She does. I mean, and that's why she's shown that really from the beginning. And I think that, you know, with with everything that's happened, we've kind of forgotten about that. I know I did, which is, you know, what really drew her to him was those times where they would deliberately, you know, pull a scam. Uh-huh. Uh, against someone, you know, there's that thrill, and that's clearly what she gets off on now. I mean, last week we were talking about, oh, she's done with him, their relationship is on the rocks, and then, you know, of all things, to to seem to bring it back, at least temporarily, um, is actually running a scam again together. I think she is so over Mesa Verde. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's just apparent that, she, you know, the the succession of trophies she's you know received from them or mementos or whatever it's not it's a like challenge anymore you know mm-hmm. yeah no that's why she she wants something that's challenging her intellect and severity doesn't Huel yeah. Babino yeah that challenged he's the, her he's the one who rolled on the on, on the bed full of money I'm better on uh, on uh, Breaking Bad oh when they had that big stack oh I remember that. Oh. Which is like, dude, I've always, I, I love that scene just because you've always wondered if somebody would actually do that. And they did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was going on with uh, uh, Mike? Mike and they, oh, oh. I remember the oh, guys, the construction loose, guys. Loose were, lips. Yeah, the construction loose guy was just talking ships. all over the place. And he's trying to convince uh, Gus that it's not going to be a problem. And I was like, he's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. You already got the one young guy who's causing problems at the the strip club, mm-hmm. but, but we kind of saw that. But they kind of telegraphed that out uh, in the previous episode. But now we've even got the the head guy who is just not being very discreet about what he's working on there. Well, also, and he's drunk. Probably. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, he he made he made like a critical mistake and he knows more than any of the other guys do i mean he he knows exactly where they are he he has all sorts of other information and if he starts you know giving things away even if it's just you know things that uh, right now i don't think anybody would ever remember uh, because it's inconsequential it's still enough that I think ultimately Gus is is going to take the hard way well also the situation I mean, if anyone knows their history, when the pharaohs built their secret underground whatever, they killed the architects when they were done. And the fact that they've got these guys in secrecy, hidden, and they never get to go outside, and they have to stay... I was like, dudes, they're going to kill you at the end, right? Have you not studied your history? Oh, do you think Gus is going to, like... Gus is going to get rid of them? I I think so. I think think there's a good... yeah. I do because he, he the whole point of the place is it be top secret, and then you say he's just going to send these guys back to Germany with the top secret information. No, he's going to kill the them. Is, 
<laughs> I, I think so. I don't think that the, he, he would do it in a way, though, that Mike would know about it. And he might not even kill all of them. He might just kill the ones who he thinks of as a problem. But I don't think Mike would Or to would send a message. Or, yeah, but Mike would not know about it. Otherwise, Mike, I don't think, would ever work with him again. Right. And we see that he works with him for a very long time. Uh, yeah, if you study... My thing is, if I was an architect and I studied history and you're like, well, we got to keep this top secret and you can't be blah, 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 blah. I'd be like, oh, so you're going to kill me when we're done. Okay. So, you know, I was like, nah. But all right, let's move on. I think we're all saying thumbs up. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. All right, moving on. We're doing good with the time. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, 911, and that was two episodes over two nights, Sunday and Monday. And the first episode was more of a standard 911 episode where, you know, they just had a bunch of little cases that all of them had to solve, but it was more about the personal relationships. And the, the big crux of that was the uh, firefighter that I'm, it's Krause's, I forgot his name on the show, and uh, Angela Bassett, I forgot her name on the show, about how their relationship, they've been keeping it hidden, uh, apparently like all summer or whatever, and and he's like, let's come out, let's not, blah, blah, blah. And I, you saw where this was going. So it, none of that was really a surprise, but it was still sweet. I still liked that moment where she came into the fire station and she grabbed him and she kissed him so that mm-hmm. everybody would know that they were a couple. And saw, and he was all giddy and happy. So I was, I was still pleased. <laughs> it was super telegraphed, but I was still happy. I was, I'm yeah. simple that way. Well, the, the interesting way Fox chose to kind of they chose to relaunch this as if it was almost a brand new show. Right. Because they double pumped the premiere episodes. And episode one was really a lot of, here's what's happened since we last saw you guys in spring. Right. It because... was very, and I told some people that, that if they've never seen 911, they could totally just jump in now because they really reset it. And um, Connie, Connie Britton is no longer on the show. Do so... you know why that is? Yeah. Yeah, well, she, she left. She's doing other stuff. Oh, she just quit. Okay. Well, she probably was only signed for like a one year with an option to renew if she wanted to. But she was, you know, she was great. But she's Connie Britton. <laughs> she can do what she wants. <laughs> um, although I'm, I don't hate Jennifer Love Hewitt, but they wisely yeah. did not make her as a a carbon copy. So she's playing. Uh, oh, his sister, uh, uh, Street, Bucks, not Street, but yeah. Buck's mixing my shows up. Are old, Buck's older sister, and she's on the run from an abusive husband, which is a plot line that normally I would say I, I'm kind of over, but in light of current events, as long as that dude ends up dead, I'll be happy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can tell what side I'm on. And the other big event was the Eddie, our new firefighter, our new hunky Latin firefighter, who's in competition with Buck to be the hot guy. And they did a really kind of cool storyline where why am I think why can't I think of the Asian dude's name? Uh, I couldn't think of anybody's name oh, either. Uh, but yeah, well, they did the calendar. Who was going to win the, the calendar contest? The, the calendar thing, and we find out that the black uh, the black lesbian firefighter has put has submitted a picture of him that's not with his clothes off, with him just being heroic. Right. I thought it was a nice. It was. I thought it was a nice grace note to the episode, and the fact that I really like this team in the firehouse. I do too. Uh, Greg, your comments. Oh, um, talk yeah, about episode because, two. You know, I had kind of tuned out. Um, I kind of tuned out last year. Uh, I watched a few episodes, um, but I thought the. I thought the premiere was pretty good, although I only saw the first episode. I didn't see – I'm not sure why they had 
I, I would have I might have preferred a two hour episode versus a two night two hour. I thought that was kind of weird. I, well, they I'm do not... that. They used to do that with twenty four all the time. So it's not mm-hmm. that crazy. Fox does that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only thing. Uh, yeah, I was just trying. To, I made a comment earlier. I just didn't. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt, like you know, getting a phone call from her abusive husband and then throwing her cell phone up against the wall. I thought was a little like, like overly dramatic. Yeah, overly uh, dramatic. Yeah, melodramatic. Yes. Well, the big thing is uh, end of the first episode, going into the second, they have a, hur- a hurricane, <laughs> an earthquake. earthquake, and I don't know what's going on, but uh, SWAT. And their premiere also had an earthquake. Both cities or shows are set in L.A. I was like, what are you guys trying to tell me? Are you telling me that my preparedness kit is not prepared enough yet? Like, it made me feel very paranoid because two shows I watched both had earthquakes happen in L.A. And I did not appreciate it. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's the team. On 911, it was basically the team goes in, rescues some kids, blah, blah, blah. And then now they left another cliffhanger with uh, one of our favorite people now trapped because they had an aftershock and they got and, trapped. And the little girl and the dog haven't been rescued. The lecherous boss. The dog. To his, oh, the right. Little the little girl, girl had the, the dog. Girl That's has true. The, That's the true. little girl and the dog. But but the lecherous boss fell to his death. And Which was awesome. Uh, well, especially because he was still being a jerk. He's like pinned to the wall, uh, the glass wall. He's about to die and he's still talking trash. Uh, about this woman that he tried to get her to take a shower with him. And he Ew. was like, I know, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, dude, uh, at least pretend you're a decent person for the for the fireman to want to rescue you, you know? And he was just like, nah. Um, but anyway, let's move on. I think that this was a good premiere for 911. I'm definitely in for this season. Uh, next Me up. Too. Yes. Next up, we're going to talk about Magnum P.I., do we have to? <laughs> I will tell you this. I worked on MacGyver uh, last year, and Magnum P.I., they were all those guys were in the same office we were in, the same executive producer, and they were actually playing the pilot in the in the room next to mine so I could like, hear it through the walls. And I'd seen the trailer, and I was like, oh, this might be pretty good. And everybody in the office was so excited about it. And um, so just from that, I was curious. I was like, well, maybe this will be cool. And it opens up with planets moving. I was like, what is happening? Why are we at planets? And then this astronaut guy gets out of this thing and he jumps. And it was just like, I forgot what that kind of jump is called. It's not a halo jump. It's something else. Because a halo yeah. jump is lower than that. But I right. forgot what it's called. Anyway, so, and he does all that just to jump into North Korea. I was like, you don't need to do a jump that high to jump into North Korea. What? <laughs> and it was just so ridiculous. And everything that happened in the open was so over the top. It it was so cringeworthy. I was like, what is going on? And then you go, oh, he's reading a book. And so it's supposed to be exaggerated over the top. And I was like, oh, well, I guess that makes sense. So I was trying to like erase that from my mind and my judgment of the show because it was supposed to be an exaggerated version of the universe. And so I was like, okay, let's reset. And then it was just them having banter in a room. And it was terrible. It was bad, bad banter. And the music underneath it, I was like, that sounds like the MacGyver Library music. Like, I recognized the music. <laughs> and what it really is, is we have the same um, composer. That's probably what it really is. But it sounded like directly out of our library. 
So and you're complaining that the recycled television show recycles generic themes from the other recycled television shows? Yes, exactly. And <laughs> uh, and I just and even if I it, it, the music wouldn't have bothered me as much if I liked the characters and the banter. And then the one guy I do like, I remembered from the trailer, he's the one that gets killed. So I was like, the one from Sopranos. Yeah, I like. He's a good actor, and I was like, oh well, maybe he'll be good. And I was like, oh wait, he gets killed. And I wish I hadn't seen the trailer. And so then I just was like, whatever. And after that scene, I turned it off. It was just so, ugh, just unnecessary. Ugh, all those things. Well, I tell you things. what. I mean, I was watching it, and I just, I just felt. I mean, there were lots of things that were familiar from watching the original show. Um, that I just, I, basically, it just kind of struck me as this. This is a nice family show. So if you want something to sit down where, you know, the whole family can sit down and watch TV in the evening um, and you don't have to explain what priopism is and other things that make you uncomfortable (laughs) talking with your kids, you know, this is a good show uh, to watch. I mean, I can't say that, you know. um, A lot of pretty violent, though. How old are your kids? Well, I mean, no, there wasn't very much blood. Um, Well, there there was a lot of machine guns and tanks and happening. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, America. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, there was, you know, it's just funny parts, and then yeah, it pretty much reminded me of yeah, they're exploding cars. Reminded me of MacGyver. Yeah, uh, and which MacGyver, and MacGyver, which is very, not that great of a show. But the it's new MacGyver is not I, I, okay. Hawaii Five O, MacGyver, and the new uh, Magnum, Magnum. None of them are great shows. No, it's CBS. No. They don't care, and part yeah. of the problem. This this was the first season that they lost. NBC reclaimed this last year. They NBC came out ahead in uh, total viewers, but CBS has the crime broadcasting system. I mean, it's the same stuff they've been doing for years. Exactly, and it's just and so pedantic. Watch I mean, their audience start aging again. Right. <laughs> it's like because my problem MacGyver and I watched. I worked on it. And I love everyone who works on the show, but the show is crap. Like it's the only show. It's the only show I've ever worked on where I don't watch other episodes other than what I work on. Every other show I've ever worked on, I'm like, oh my god, how's your episode? Is it good? And then I'll go watch it. And for MacGyver, I never asked any. The only time I asked anybody, I was like, okay, I got to do it previously on anything I need to worry about. You know, like that's literally all I cared about. I did not go and watch their episodes. So, yeah. It's comfort food television. Yes, exactly. Ugh. All right. I would have been... I won't say that that I'm going to watch it, but I think it's a good family show. (laughs) It's interesting. The other other reboot of a CBS classic that did not get picked up after the pilot was Cagney and Lacey. And I was curious to see what that would look like. But considering the ousted Les Moonves obviously has has issues with, with women, women yeah is probably why they didn't get picked up because he loves these testosterone things and yeah. it's like oh my god how i can't can w- you have on the air at the same time i just want to see what happens now that he's gone thank you all right let's move on uh next up we're going to talk about manifest for i think the third time but this time now everybody's seen it yay <laughs> hey. uh and allison has apparently a very specific opinion 
about this show manifest, which was a very poo pooey one. But let's get yours out. Go ahead, Allison. Tell us what you think. I want yours Go out of the way it. first, so that so that uh, we. Oh, can so have... you can ooze all over it. Okay. Yes, exactly. Um, all right. Well, I just I just thought that first of all, it was like a poor man's version of Lost and a billion other shows we've seen, exactly like it. Mm-hmm. Um, they present us with a plane full of people and supposedly diverse and then we do nothing except concentrate on this one little boring extremely white family well and, except that their um, the wife is hispanic and so the kids look hispanic no she's Just not that. she's first of all she's played by a greek actress oh and she's greek name, well, and her name is not and and i should say she has greek heritage she's canadian um <laughs> and, uh, oh, sorry that's so even she, funny we're, we're not talking you know like she just sort of like zorba the greek came right I, off i, I, I was just know, saying I mean, she doesn't she doesn't so you're look saying ethnically super... indeterminate yeah i was yeah, about to say I, she doesn't doesn't look super uber blonde and blue eyed like everybody else. Was yeah, yeah but the dad and they sister gave her a do. generic. They yes, yeah. they do. And yeah, they I'm gave, agreeing. They gave I'm agreeing with that. Generic name anyway. So you know, there's there's nothing to indicate that she has any any more interesting heritage. My point was is that they have all these other characters supposedly that they're going to to be talking about, or they should, and yet all we do is concentrate on this this one extraordinarily bland and boring group of people <laughs> and the only time we ever go and and concentrate on any of the other characters is when we we uh have go that to montage the it, well well the montage but we we have the doctor and then we find out well oh the only reason that we're dealing with her is because what she's done relates directly back to the little white family and and it just was incredibly tedious it's like if you're going to do a show that's just going to concentrate on these people have some mystery that just concentrates on these people if you're going to do something lost like that has all these other characters involved then then involve other characters i'm gonna get them and i and i don't care if they concentrate on them in like the 50th episode no 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 no. but i really think something right off the bat then no the pilot it's easy from a writing standpoint the pilot it is easier to concentrate on a couple of people so that you can get the the audience to care about them and bring them in the question will be in the next episode or two if they actually spend time with the other people then I think they've addressed your question. If they don't, if we're still only concentrating on this one family at the end of like four or five episodes, I think then you're right. Well, I have the feeling that it's always going to concentrate mostly on them, even if it brings in the other characters. I think if it does, it's going to do the same thing they did with the Doctor. It's going to concentrate on them only to the extent that what they're doing relates back to the core family. Well, I'm willing to see. I'm just thinking a better written show would have given us moments with all these characters so we have the feeling oh mm-hmm. yes it's about all of them collectively right. but the show was the, the the pilot at least was incredibly poorly written the dialogue was agonizing it was clunky. um it was very clunky it was it was structured very well, badly hold on wait, we're I, almost wait 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 wait, 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 wait. i'm going to cut you, i'm going to cut you off because we are on a timer and no one else has been able to talk and you're at 3:30 so uh, tom go ahead you, you're i'm, I'm going to tag in but i'll continue with allison go ahead um, the here, here's here's the thing that allison is getting at the pilot didn't really establish the narrative pattern for what a typical episode is going to be like That's true. and yes pilots are hard but when you spend almost all your time with the one family on a plane full of people, they could have given, they could have at least planted seeds. And if you're going to rip off Lost, look at what Lost did in its pilot. You know, mm-hmm. that first year of Lost before it started disintegrating 
was really good, and they did a great job spending equal time with people. Here's the other thing. I know Allison had issues with this. I don't mind if you're going to bring in a faith element, but you need to handle it delicately. And this was so overt and clunky. It's like, yes. oh, my gosh, just put a need on a <laughs> sign up saying, we're dealing with faith here. It's, you know, as somebody who I'm active in my church, I just thought it was really ham-fisted. And you need to really do that gingerly, not do it with a neon sign. And uh, uh, okay. I, I just thought it was—I thought it was sloppy and really lazy and lowest common denominator. And okay. maybe that's the audience they're looking for. And that could be. I mean, yeah, they got a lot of audience. But I'm gonna say, my throw mine in before we run out of time, which is I enjoyed it probably better than the two of you because I like the uh, magical element when they start. I want to know what that's about or where that's going. I did get emotionally involved with the family at the beginning when they all got split up and then when they get reunited, the, the twins are different ages and that's all weird and the moms died and they don't know how to deal with that. I don't care about the cop that she ended up not marrying because I feel like she shouldn't have married him anyway. He seems like a jerk. Um, so I, I'm kind of split on this. There were parts of it that I liked and there were parts of it that my mind was like, whoa, that was so boring. What the heck just happened? Um, so I was going, I was kind of going both sides of it, but I am interested enough that I totally want to see the next couple episodes to see where this is going. I don't think that, I don't think the female lead is very strong too. I, I, no, I can agree with not. you. I, I agree. I like the guy. I like the brother better than her. Definitely. Well, he spent, uh. he spent six years on once upon a time. So yes, but he's I got the supportive male Charming. thing down pat. Yes, I, I did not like him on Once Upon a Time, but I like him here. Um, but yeah, she, she, well, one, she's funny looking to me. Like, I, I feel like she got hired because her eyes are really pretty, but she's got this really bizarre jaw that I find very <laughs> off-putting. Um, but let's move on. We've spent too much time on this episode. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. All right, uh, next up, we're going to talk about The Gifted, and this was season two um premiere and somebody other than me what did you think of the season two premiere oh um i had a hard time well i mean i guess it was okay it was um i had a hard time um you know i let a lot of episodes like last season stack and so just recently i like caught up on it and so um now that the season premiere is is gone i was i was like okay but i don't know i just don't think i don't think the the big bad is really that that bad who's it's, the it's, big bad who do you think the big bad is well it's like the people in the council and they killed everybody in the council and you know there's like the three the she's the, three the she's the boring she's the boring villain from empire because i was yeah. like wow she looks really familiar and i was like oh she was the villain the the pathetic villain from empire, empire. and now she's supposed to be a super duper and she's actually better in this than she was in empire but yeah, I I used to love it, the gifted. I I, I don't know where yeah, that went. Yeah, it didn't really draw me in, and it didn't really say, "Hey, uh, you need to watch the rest of the season." Right, and I think that uh, oh my god, Amy Acker's character—they're making her behave so irrationally um, that I can't get behind the stuff she's doing. Like, I get it; she's a mom, she misses her son, but everybody keeps pointing out to her her son was not kidnapped. Her son left of his own free will and no, and can come back if he wants to. So her going all nuts and getting herself shot, trying to find her son, and the sister pointed out that she's kind of scared of her brother now. Like, all that, yeah. Uh, I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't I don't know where the show's going. I don't know if I care enough. It was the right. last thing I watched before the podcast. Like like I and that thing came on what Monday? And it was like I had gone through my TV, I'd watched everything, and then I was like, fine, I guess I'll watch the gifted. <laughs> and, uh that was about how i felt about going in and that's about how i felt when i finished it so uh, i guess I, I don't i don't hate it as much as as you did but um i i didn't i don't have like very high hopes for it in the first place so it's just sort of there it's like you know i mean i it's not great television it's it's something to watch i think if if there's not better stuff on and there there wasn't at the time um so it it kept me relatively entertained as long as i didn't keep questioning wait but this makes no sense which i would have done like every about five seconds you know if i had made myself do it but i i think just it's it's one of those shows where if if you want something to watch that's you know kind of fun and superhero-y and 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 watch all the other marvel shows really come up to a lot yeah well but you know they're not on right now so it is the other thing if you think there's (laughs) nothing else to watch and you want to be you know kind of mindlessly entertained this will do the job but you know don't don't look for great TV because it's not. Why did the kid dye his hair blonde? Seriously. Yeah, that was like ah. Uh, Maybe uh, it looks it looks more villainy. I have no clue. They, you'd think they would have said something other than "Oh, your hair's blonde." I mean, they, some explanation would have yeah, been. Yeah, it that. was so weird. Um, but you know, then then that goes to there's no logic in this show. So the only yeah. thing I'm interested about is Stephen Moyer. Looks like he's getting powers. I want to know what his powers are. That's pretty much it. That's the only reason why I'm still watching. Um, but anyway, let's move on. I'm done. I have nothing else to say about this yet. Uh, <laughs> next up, let's talk about single parents. And this was a comedy that's new that has a good cast, but I'm not entirely convinced that the writing is there. Yeah. I, I watched this last night with my wife, and we have a first grader. <laughs> And the problem is the kids, first graders, do not really talk like that. They made them so much more precocious than they really should be. So they should have made the kids older, for starters. It was amusing enough. I might give it another look. But, boy, with that cast, you'd think they'd get better than just generic jokes. exactly. They had, and that's the thing, is I was like, oh, all these actors are really funny. They have good comedic timing. Too bad they're not saying anything particularly funny. So, yeah. It was very mediocre. That's all. Anybody else? Nope. All right. And moving on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, This Is Us. And Mm -hmm. uh, it was a pretty good season premiere. And I think I talked to Peter and he was like, well, guy Jack is gone, right? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, he died. I was like, yeah, but that's what the flashbacks are for, man. (laughs) Silly Peter. Yes, they never jump around in time. <laughs> right. And I like that uh, this time we're dealing with when he first meet when Jack and um, oh, Rebecca. Mom. Yeah, Rebecca Re- when they first meet and showing their first date and all that other stuff. Uh, he was kind of creepy. I don't know why she kept dating. Like, he would just stare Jack? at her. Yeah, yeah Jack was just course. staring at her without speaking for quite a but long she was, time. She was self-involved, though. She was. <laughs> Yes. So both she of them were equal- self involved. Yes. Both of them were equally unattractive in different ways. And you're just like, how did they end up together? Like, that's so strange. Uh, but then in the present, I like them dealing with Deja. 
I liked her storyline. No, no, they didn't. No, no, I want to call that out. They didn't. Okay, they, left us, they left us with a, a season finale where she goes off and starts smashing car windows uh, with a baseball bat or something. I, don't, I can't remember yeah. what she used. And then they didn't even address it. They just like they oh, just, they put her in. Well, they did jogging down the street with her new dad. And I'm like, what? No, 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 no. They did. They showed. They that did. They, they showed that they took her to therapy. And that they were dealing with it slowly. And he was trying, he, the reason she was jogging was he was trying to give her an outlet for her anger. And it wasn't really working. Uh, and they showed that. Like, he's been trying, it's not like they were happily jogging together. Not at all. That was not a happy family jogging. She wasn't speaking and, to him at all. And you got to remember, they did a time jump. So they did, they, they picked, yeah. um, this is, for, the, for a show that plays around with time as much as this is, you really do have to, you know, dial in because they picked the, they had a snippet of a scene directly after the that the chronological occurrence in the season finale and then they jumped through the summer to them jogging because it's right before his birthday right right and they made it very clear that it wasn't resolved that she yeah. hadn't in the three months of the summer she hadn't gotten really that much closer to them they'd been struggling he had planned that's why he planned this big trip for him to try to connect with her, which kind of bombed. <laughs> um, but it did work in a way that she understood how hard he's trying. And I love the symmetry of her going to her bio dad right. and having the conversation that he intended to have with his bio dad. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like, and you know, um, Sarah and I are fond of this because she adopted uh, Sarah adopted her foster son, and um, it's tricky. <laughs> it's really tricky because um, Noel is still still has a lot of anger, ambivalent issues with oh. his biological mother. Oh, okay. But for them to show the ambivalence in Deja, especially how little you know, she's just one snippet of one family unit storyline in an 18-episode season. I thought they did a really good job with that. I do, too. Uh, Allison, your thoughts real quick. Um, Overall, I love the episode. Um, But there were, you know, the kind of things that that sort of made me wonder, like the whole bit at the beginning with the football player. um, I I was wondering where that was Uh going. And it's like, I know that they've actually mentioned before, you know, the importance of oh yeah that's when this football game happened and and so they actually went and and showed us uh the which which is historically real it confused me though because i thought wait a minute are are they trying to say that that's 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 uh uh related somebody related to them in some way no 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 the, the, the um Deja's dad was, oh. was, no, was no, no, what no, no, i no. thought it was and then yeah it wasn't until it wasn't until later when they showed you know the guy at the bicycle shop that i went oh no that's supposed to be her father and but what was the whole thing at the end and then they tie it in and make it more explicit that oh yeah it's just you know this this moment and how it played in with the the two of them jack and rebecca meeting um the the other thing that i that i am always having problems with lately is because i know that kate has a lot of issues and they keep dumping more and more on top of her but all she does is cry Oh, and, oh my God! I'm and, so over her storyline. I do not. She is she is one of the big three that I could care less about because they make she does have bad issues, but instead of 
trying to, I mean, solve them or do whatever. All she does is blame <laughs> other people and make it their problem too. And she's just so. Well, they just, they keep writing her like this. You know, I, I was a little bit grateful when they showed her birthday party and they, uh, they, I showed that they, they actually had, um, a group of friends for her uh-huh. because that's, they've never done that before. It's like this woman somehow managed to make it to her thirties and doesn't have any friends. And they, they changed that. They fixed that, you know, by showing friends at her party. Yeah. But then thinking, she, oh, I was good. like, they're not so going to be her friends anymore after the party. Yeah, she's like, just, yeah, all yeah. she does is cry. All she does is say, you know, well, the, Oh yeah. Happy birthday to me, but it's so terrible. I'm stuck in this body. And it's like, Oh, please stop. It's like, you know, I, I mean, when she was doing speech, I was like, well, you're at your birthday. That's inappropriate. Yeah, I mean, it's my party and I'll cry if I want to, I guess. But it's still, it's it's just gets to the point where you get really frustrated with her. I want to be able to empathize with her. I want to be able to, you know, look at her as, as uh, a full <coughs> human being. But they're not letting her be one. No. They keep writing her as just this. Debbie Downer. Um, yeah, Ugh. she's she's just this this vessel in in which they can just keep dumping all this tragedy, and and they don't show another side to her. I and agreed. you start to wonder, it's like, why is anyone her her friend? Why is Toby with her if all she is is depressed all the time? Oh, well, and, uh, and and since he threw away his meds, which you should never oh. do. <laughs> you right. get to see him depressed, which is not going to be a lot of fun either. Nope. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's um, move. Let's we got to move oh, on. What real quickly. Okay. For those of you not from the East Coast, that the, the Franco Harris thing is huge, especially with Steelers fan. Okay, I went to a a, a a a mostly black high school in Southern Virginia, and in marching band in the late seventies, we played Fa- Franco's Victory March, Franco Harris's Victory March. <laughs> oh That's how God. big of a deal that was, and that catch is known as the Immaculate Reception. Oh, so. good lord! All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about New Amsterdam, which I did not watch, uh, but you guys did. So, are you telling me I should watch it? Yeah, I kind of. Why? Liked it. Yeah, I kind of like it. Even if I'm over medical dramas, I don't want any medical dramas in my life. Well, Why should I, I mean, watch this? Well, I thought it was. I thought it was entertaining. I mean, um, you know, at first I was like, oh gosh, you know, because I saw who the lead was, and oh, I was I like, hate him. I was like, I, I like Ryan Eggle. Oh, I hate him. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, you guys like, didn't have him. Try to give him his own TV show and like as a spinoff of Blacklist, and that like failed miserably. So yeah, why was that supposed to be his up? show? And New Amsterdam, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm talking about Blacklist Redemption. It was, yeah. See, I didn't bother. He his character on that was not good enough <laughs> to get his spinoff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I just, I just don't like him. Period. So telling me he's starting in a medical drama and I don't like medical dramas, you, you do not have me. You guys still haven't convinced me. Tell me something. Oh, okay. Well, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. If you take if you take the good doctor, which I got tired of after toward the end of season one, and this is us, and pick the best qualities of both shows, you have New Amsterdam, a kinder, gentler hospital drama. Um, what's interesting is it parts of it reminded me of ER in terms of the amount of story they burned through, which was ridiculous. But they did a really good job for an ensemble cast, giving everybody something to do. Which was the problem we had, Allison and I had with Manifest. But um, I thought I liked it. I'll tune in again. Um, you know, you just you, you, there's enough going on and enough great character actors. Kareem Adjaman's number three is the uh, third banana on the show. 
Yeah. And her character is this. I do love Freema. That's all you've said so far. She, she, yeah. she's, she's a world-famous doctor who's really great at giving lectures and grazing money. And he basically tells her, come back. You better be back here in 48 hours or you're fired. <laughs> and she does. And she's almost surprised herself. And I will let I will tag in Greg. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I, I like um, I like the different storylines that are going on. I mean, the whole thing about this new doctor coming in and he's going to shake up, you know, the hospital, and we're going to be, you know, a better hospital, and we're going to treat people, and we're not going to get bogged down in the paperwork and the bureaucracy. I was like, yawn. But um, but some of the other uh, storylines that are going on, I kind of liked. Um, even though there's a hospital show, they really only had like one medical storyline, which was. Um, this, uh, uh, young, uh, uh, person who got off the plane from Liberia and, uh, and they thought that the person had, uh, possibly had Ebola, um, and it turned out to be, and, and, and of course they had the whole like sealed room where, you know, you had to get the, the, you know, full body outfit on in order to go in, uh, because of the contagion. Um, I thought it was a little cliche to have the woman go, oh, no, I'm just going to rush in there without, you know, my hazmat uniform on because I must save this patient. And uh, she ends up getting, you know, um, she ends up getting her, her glove torn or whatever. You know, it's like, yeah, I kind of saw all of that that coming. All this sounds terrible. But um, but no, um, <laughs> no, I, I like that. I like that. That was only that that was only one part of the show. And then you've got uh, some uh, you've got you know, at least the, the head of the cardiothoracic, I think, department. Um, um, I'm, I'm liking his storyline. And then I think that the way they kind of handled Freema Agamemnon, and by the way, thank you. She can have her, her natural accent and not do an American accent, uh, which she did in Sense8, which was horrible. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like that. Um, I, I wasn't sure what they're going to do with her character, but by the end of the episode where she shows up and I think she's going to be more active in the hospital, it, it, made me, it makes me want to tune in. And th- there, was not, there was another medical, a straight medical case and also a child welfare case. The other medical case was a woman who'd been treated for cancer who didn't have cancer. She had something else, but because, or, or no, sorry, she has cancer, but they thought she had Parkinson's right. and the treatments caused further problems. But basically, the, the, they, they, took, they out and out told her the treatments for this are worse than the disease. So you might as well take you know get to a place where you want to be for the last couple years of your life and they had to resolve that diplomatically and fortunately there was a un a bunch of un diplomats and ambassadors in the hospital and then a teenage girl who'd been in foster care and bounced around and none of this sounds interesting oh god (laughs) the execution better than it sounds and the big reveal at the end oh and the doctor's the doctor's estranged wife almost lost her baby and they saved the baby so there were Actually, three hardcore medical cases, and then the big reveal is that he has cancer. Oh. Our lead guy. Uh, plus, there was a little grace note with the head of the cardiothoracic, uh, the young black dude who used to be on Last Ship, Jocko Sims is the actor's name. Oh yeah, I know him. Um, he's the new head of cardiothoracic, and one of the other one of his colleagues, who's Ang- Anglo, they had one date and evidently some extracurricular activities. But he won't date her steadily because she's not black. And by the end of the episode, when she sees that, when he sees that she's risked her life to save this African kid, uh, he invites her for a drink. So that it's kind of refreshing that the show is actually about medicine instead of bed hopping. 
Yes, I'm talking about you, Grey's Anatomy, at the age of 15. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on. I'm probably still not going to watch it. Um, Next up, what did you guys... Freema Adjaman, okay? Give it a try. (laughs) I do love Freema. I love her a lot. All right, Give it a try. Next up, we're going to talk about Murphy Brown, which I also didn't watch. What did you guys think? Oh, I I didn't watch Murphy Brown in the first place. So I was like, why would I watch a reboot if I didn't watch the original? Allison, you watched it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll let you go first. Um, well, you know, the trouble with this, because I, I mean, of course, I went into it with like really high hopes, which maybe, you know, I should have been a little more guarded by because it's it's let's face it, they're rebooting, you know, the series for for you know, today. And, and there's certainly enough reason politically to bring it back so they can do commentary. But I think that they spent a lot of time um, more than I really cared to watch. Uh, on reestablishing the characters and the situation and figuring out what they were going to do. And that's that's the problem, of course, with, with a pilot, and even more so when you're, you've only got a half an hour. Um, but it, I think I'm, ho- I'm still with it because I think it's going to improve as time goes on and they don't have all this stuff to, to say, okay, well, here's the new person who does this and this is Murphy's son and this is the new, the new bartender because the original guy died. And this is, you know, and and this is how she gets back on TV again. And once you've you've put that aside, and you can just concentrate on what Murphy Brown is always concentrated on, which is, you know, being topical with the the news of the day. Then I think it's going to turn into uh, a good show. They did have occasional moments that were that were really funny, but I think it's they need to be more consistent. And I think there's a, a good chance that they will because they do have a lot of good creative people working on it. I was really disappointed. Murphy Brown has a special place in my heart. It was the very first spec script I ever wrote, which got me a job offer for a job that I couldn't take at the Family Channel immediately. But if you look at the the Murphy reboot pilot and the original Murphy pilot, the original Murphy Brown pilot was constructed around Murphy's just out of rehab and everybody's wondering, did rehab change her or not? And the, the story, the case of the week, so to speak, for their news show was Tony Goldwyn, younger Tony Goldwyn, way before Scandal, was a young man who had had an affair with the First Lady, or alleged affair with the First Lady. And mm-hmm. so he's booked on, the to- on FYI, and Murphy's got the exclusive interview, and she's told, you are not to cover certain areas, and will she or won't she? So that was like the central question driving the pilot episode, is Murphy... You know, has rehab changed Murphy, or is she going to be back and better than ever? There was no such issue for this episode. It was basically, how many anti-Trump jokes can we work on in the half an hour? And by the way, here's what everybody's been doing since the show went off the air. And I wish they had... It should have been a sharper script. I hope it gets better. I will keep watching, because I love Candace Bergen. I like the supporting cast quite a bit. Mm-hmm. The new additions to the cast... Uh, oh, Tyne Daly as... As Phil's sister, who yeah. owns Phil's, who runs Phil's now, and then also uh, Jake McDormand, formerly of Limitless, as the grown-up Avery Brown, a recast from uh, oh the kid from uh, the kid from uh, I See Dead People. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of that. Six Sense. <laughs> Haley Joel Osment. I like Jake McDormand a lot, and kind of the fun conceit is she's got a new morning show. He is the token liberal hired at the Wolf Network. Get it? Wolf, we're so clever. <laughs> and their shows are on opposite each other. So they're, they're mother and son, and they're also competitors. 
and he's staying with her in DC. But boy, it, it just felt like this this pilot episode was a bunch of moments strung along without a cohesive plot line. Yeah, no, I I agree with you absolutely. It's uh, my my hope is again that it's going to get better. I think that you know they started from an awkward place and they felt compelled to to stuff a lot more information in than really was necessary, um, honestly. But I think that as they go along and they they start to find their groove, the it will get better. That is my hope anyway. So like I, you, I'm going to be sticking with it. I pray you're right. All right, let's wrap that one up. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about how to get away with murder. Kill more people! <laughs> exactly! That's exactly how we start in the open, where they show somebody's eyes just blinking, and you see that they're bleeding profusely in the snow. And they show... The, the big mystery is who got murdered this time, because they don't show who it is that dies. But they do show that Bonnie is the one that kills them. So we know who the oh, killer. Oh, not necessarily. She's well, Bonnie, there. Bonnie puts her owns... hand over her mouth to kill her. Him you, or her, whoever. You know, they love to do misdirection. They so do, that's... but I don't know about that mist because you see Bonnie's hands come up to cover them, and then they're struggling. So that's now whether Bonnie's the one that initially injured whoever got injured. Now that's a question. And they're in try the misdirections. They're trying to make you believe it's um, Laurel, which I right. don't believe it is like because so, of, of the baby. So they, they're misleading us into believing it's Laurel. I think that's the misdirection. I do think the killer's Bonnie though. And it should be Laurel because her character is irrelevant now. <laughs> I mean, she's not even at the law school. She's just like, I don't even know why she's on the show. No, she really. is. What are you talking about? She's in the class. She's in Annalise's class. What? Yes. yes. She's in the class. Were you not watching the episode when she was I'm picking? Episode. She, she well, does she's... a lecture. She, she gives her speech about her point of view. And then the next day she argues the other point of view. And then she gets picked for the class. Yeah. Oh, wow. You I... were not okay. watching. All yeah, right. not an interesting character. <laughs> you just <laughs> blank her out when she's on screen. I just blo- I just blocked her out. Uh-huh. Uh, so, what did you like about the premiere then? Oh no, I was just um, I thought overall I I think it's just uh, it's just still really good writing. I was I'm kind of surprised because I thought that maybe with uh, Shonda Rhimes kind of going to Netflix that uh, I wasn't really sure if you know the this was really going to continue. Uh, but uh, I think it's still a good lead into a good season. It's going to keep me tuning in each week. Yeah, I think so too, Allison. Um, no, I I liked it. I mean, it, you know, th- th- you've gotten to the point where you know exactly what to expect from this show, um, including the things that you're not supposed to expect. Uh, and and for what it is, it's it's still interesting. It's fun. I like the characters. I'm kind of tired of the of there always has to be one person who's on the outside looking in and apparently it's Asher again. Oh, um, Asher. Poor Asher. He's uh, the one that they should kill cuz he's useless. But no. <laughs> yeah. But the poor guy needs a paycheck. Um but uh yeah, I mean I I liked seeing you know, at the beginning that you know they were changing the the situation for Annalise, you know, she she's like on the rise and everything until of course her enemies start screwing with her again which is inevitable but um you know it's i'm 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 in for the hall because it's it's always an entertaining thing even yeah. if it 
is predictable in certain ways. And uh, I have to say, I, I don't know what she did, whether she did her makeup differently or lost weight, but Viola Davis looked amazing in this episode. She looked oh, especially fantastic. at the beginning when she's dancing, I almost didn't recognize her. I was yeah, like, wait, who's really, that? And I was like, oh, wait, that's her. Great. Oh, okay. That was CG. That was CG. That was CG. <laughs> no. I can tell when they do that. But uh, next up, uh, so we're giving a thumbs up, yes? Yeah. 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 It's a good start to a good season. Hopefully a good season. All right. Um, next up, we're going to talk about The Good Place. Yay. And where we left them last season is that they are getting a do-over. And um, Michael went and saved all their lives. And now we're trying to see if they can become good people on their own. And the answer to that is no. <laughs> they cannot. <laughs> um, and so Michael's solution is, well, they all became good people when they were together. So he then starts plotting to get them in the same place, which actually he ends up screwing them at the same time because he wasn't as careful as he thought. Uh, what did you guys think of this season premiere? Well, I'm kind of wondering what you thought about. I mean, because you were kind of invested in like Cheedy and Eleanor's relationship last mm-hmm. season. And now right. Cheedy has a new uh, new girlfriend. Like- well, the thing is, they always reset them. But that's fine because they always end up together for the most part. Uh, and I'm okay with him having dating this woman that he's known longer. I mean, he just met Eleanor. So to me, it's fine that he's not with Eleanor within five minutes of meeting her. Like it, it was never for them. Love at first sight. It was always, they got to know each other. They became really good friends and then they became more. So the woman that he's with now is at the very, very beginning of their relationship. So it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, any other, I, and I like the actress. I think she's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was funny. It was it was funny. it was really funny. Um, I, I laughed out loud at s- several several spots. Um, yeah, I like the way they're continuing the story. And but it seems like uh, I don't know. It seems like uh, Ted Danza's character is having to go through an awful lot of effort to try to <laughs> make like, them good people. Visit, yeah, he had to visit Earth like nineteen times in order to like get them get them all together. Uh, well, I mean, gonna... he, the only interfering he's doing for the most part is getting them in the same room. That's really what he's been trying to do. Not, well, he did interfere with Chidi and say, said, say yes to the next person who asks you for help. So that was pretty interference. E, he is interfering. Yes, you're right. He's cheating. <laughs> um, but he wants them to succeed so badly. And that's the thing that I like is how invested he is in them and how much he hopes that they can be better people. Um, and he basically... Kind of, go ahead. That guy that walks in, like, right at the end, is that the 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 guy that keeps putting people in cocoons? No, that's not him. That The guy that keeps putting, him in co- putting people in cocoons, he basically says that he gets mistaken for uh, Clark Gregg everywhere he goes. So that's <clears> not the same guy. Uh, that's the dude who's one of the top bosses in the bad place. He's the one who, when he comes to the good place, he comes with bad Janet. So he, you've seen him before. He's definitely from the bad place. He's a demon who right. is now joining their group to infiltrate. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, I thought that the plot that they've set up so far is very exciting. And I cannot wait. Anybody else have any comments? 
Allison, you didn't watch it? I, I don't watch The Good Place. <gasps> I don't know if I can speak to you anymore. I want I want more Maya Rudolph, though. Oh, yeah, she's great. She, yeah, because she was hilarious. Yeah. She's like, what was the movie she was going to go watch? She wanted them. I forgot what it was because she just finished watching 16 seasons of NCIS or something insane. And she's like, I finished that marathon. And she was like, and Mark Harmon, little known fact, is really hot. And I was just cracking up. She was just so funny. And then she's like, oh, they told her of another Mark Harmon movie. That's what it was. They were like, oh, you like Mark Harmon. Did you know he was in blah, blah, blah? And she was like, what? I got to go watch that now. And <laughs> Anyway, I was amused by her as well. So, but yeah, overall, this season, I think it's going to be fantastic. So thumbs up for me. All right. So if you guys have any questions or comments, you send them to TV Campfire, gmail.com, follow us on Twitter, we're on Facebook, you listen to us on GetToPlayRadio.com, Krypton Radio, Weedonopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.